4: the cowboy sports network from learfield img college this is the coach mike gundy radio show brought to you by homeland grocery your cowboy football watch party supply headquarters official grocery partner of OSU football. Charlie's Discount Drug, where discount is our middle name. Located at 723 South Walnut in Stillwater. MidFirst Bank, your home for the OSU Visa debit card and the OSU Visa credit card. True to your money. And by OGE, e we energize life. Now, this is the Mike Gundy Show. Here is your host, Dave Hunziker. Well, a good Monday evening to everyone, and thanks for listening.
3: Hope the week is off to a good start despite the crazy weather. Boy, aren't we glad we played Saturday and not today? Goodness. Well, we've got a big game coming up on Saturday, and the good news, as far as the weather is concerned, it may be ideal as it was on Saturday. Temperature around 60 degrees. The forecast high as the Cowboys welcome Texas to Boone Pickett Stadium. And OSU on another great day to play football this past Saturday. A very impressive win over the Iowa State Cyclones. So the number six Cowboys just keep trucking along, but obviously a very important game coming up with Texas this weekend. We'll take a break, come back. Coach Gundy is here. We'll start our conversation when we return in a moment. It's the Coach Gundy, Coach Mike Gundy Radio Show from Learfield IMG College.
1: At OGD, the energy we deliver is more than electrical. We energize our neighborhoods with the country's lowest rates while attracting new businesses to our communities. We energize education, supporting school after school to energize our children's potential. We energize the future by diving headfirst into dozens of charitable partnerships as well as investing in cutting edge technology that creates a cleaner tomorrow. At OGD, we energize life. Get energized at OGETogether.com.
4: At Toyota, today's the day to score a great deal. That means today's the day to take a ride in your thrilling new Camry. To scale new heights in your powerful new RAV4 Hybrid. To go as far as the road will take you with your new Highlander Hybrid. Today's the day to save on all your favorites, like Toyota Camry, Corolla, RAV4, Highlander, and more. But hurry, this offer ends soon. Head into your Toyota dealer today. Toyota, let's go places. Participating dealers on the event ends November 2nd.
5: We at OCT Equipment are open in here to help keep your construction equipment up and running. Our commitment to our customers and fellow Oklahomans won't waver. With our Case Construction Equipment trained team of service and parts, you can be sure your equipment stays in peak operating condition 24-7. Powerful, professional, proven. That's Case and OCT Equipment. Visit OCTEQUIPMENT.com to learn more. OCT Equipment and Case, helping build Oklahoma since 1953
1: if you've been waiting for the perfect time to start saving money using the my Phillips 66 app here's a hint the perfect time is anytime you can start saving now or now or, you know, just wait until the next time you need gas. Whatever time is your right time, start using the MyPhillips66 app to save up to 25 cents per gallon. Phillips 66. Live to the full. 25 cents is a combined savings of 10 cents off per gallon, up to 30 gallons at the pump at participating Phillips 66 locations. And 15 cents off per gallon when you pay within the MyPhillips66 app. Select payment methods may apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2021.
4: You will have a howling good time when you stop by Stone Wolf Casino, located at Exit 37 off the Cimarron Turnpike between Tulsa and Stillwater. On game day or any other day, the casino and bar staff is friendly and there to help keep you safe while you play. Whether you want to fill up your tank at the Travel Plaza, fill up your belly at Mazio's Go, or fill up your pockets with winnings, Stone Wolf Casino is the place to be. Stone Wolf
5: Casino, a proud sponsor of OSU Athletics. The Oklahoma State family always stands strong in the face of adversity. Now local patients are counting on cowboys to boost the blood supply. Oklahoma Blood Institute needs our help. Premature babies, children with cancer, and trauma patients can't wait for life-saving blood. Give blood with the Oklahoma Blood Institute and support the needs of patients right here in Oklahoma. Show how cowboys care. Make your appointment to donate blood today. Call 877-340-8777 or go to obi.org. If someone ranked you number one at what you do, would you brag about it? Maybe just a little? Well, Forbes Magazine ranked Communication Federal Credit Union the number one credit union in the state of Oklahoma. So maybe, like you, we brag a little. We're number one! (coughs) Number one may be the loneliest number for some, but not for Communication Federal. Our 95,000 members are along for the ride, too. Join us and see why. Communication Federal Credit Union. Federally insured by NCUA.
2: The deli at Ampride Travel Plaza in Perkins just keeps getting better and better. You'll see a lot of folks coming in for breakfast. ampride Pride's got fresh, hot biscuits and gravy, breakfast croissants, or biscuits with your choice of bacon, sausage, egg, and cheese. And they've got fresh breakfast pastries like apple fritters, cinnamon rolls, filled long johns or twists, bear claws, and donuts. Get a great breakfast to go or eat in. And Am Pride's just as good when it's lunch or supper time. Am Pride Travel Plaza at the intersection of Highways 177 and 33.
3: It's the Coach Gundy Radio Show from Learfield IMG College on a Monday. Hope you're staying warm and hope you're not having ice. I know some of you are, and hopefully it'll be short-lived. By the time Saturday gets here, that'll all be gone, we're told, and we'll have more normal weather. One thing that's becoming very normal here in 2020 in the year of the abnormal is Oklahoma State winning happened again Saturday with a 24-21 win over Iowa State at the stadium, and Coach Gundy is with us and as you and we were talking about this during the tv show but one thing that stood out i think to everyone watching was when iowa state answered with anything your team answered right back and there's something pretty significant about that and not
6: every team does that you 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 think they do but they really don't as we were talking about earlier the one area that i was pleased with In this game was we went we had some good things in in all three phases and we had some um, adversity in all three phases and we fought through it by helping each other so defensively we gave up a couple big plays one of them was a big play for a a touchdown and offensively we came back and answered offensively we turned the ball over Uh, one time we gave him the ball uh, down in there tight, and another time really pretty tight, uh, kind of. And defense answered. Uh, a couple times we sacked them, pushed them all the way out of field goal range, and I think they attempted it and missed it.
3: Right, they did.
6: So, uh, and then special teams, we had we stubbed our toe for the first time. Uh, we didn't have very good snap, and the kick, you know, wasn't very good to start the game. That's Those are always concerns. And we kind of rallied around it and fixed it. So, um what you're saying is correct, and that's good for a football team. It's like having a a game where uh, both teams are exhausted, and it's a it's a back and back, a back and forth game, and in the end you win. Your team learns to persevere and fight through and, and win and overcome adversity. Now they're, they're no fun during the game, but yeah, it makes your team better in my opinion. So, we. We improved ourselves a little bit as a football team based on the way that we were able to fight back and answer, like you just said. How did Spencer Sanders play, in your opinion? He played good. Um, I I didn't realize until somebody told me that he hadn't played a full game in 51 weeks. Wow. I guess that's true. (laughs) So when you think of that, I think, what is there, 52 in a year? Yeah, it's been a year. So it's been a year since he's played a full game. Wow and people can say what they want but there's a little bit of rhythm uh, involved to play in that position. Uh, he's still young he played how many full games last year like what six
3: yeah I think six
6: and then he's played uh, the first quarter this year that's it So he's only he's only played not even in seven games. People don't realize that, right? Yeah,
3: that's the thing. They don't realize mm-hmm. how limited in
6: experience he is. See, he's been here. It seemed like he's been here a long time. It's just like with Ellinger. It's like he, we've played him like 10 years. Right. He's still here. Well, Spencer went through the redshirt year, and then he had last year and this year, but he's only played in seven games. So he's not even, well, he would just be what would be halfway of one year. So we have to be a little careful with the way we handle him or the way people handle him in, you know, outside of our camp. Now, we're going to handle him how we want inside of our camp, but he's just played in seven or eight games, right? Uh, and he did a lot of really good things, particularly when something bad happens, he makes something good happen. And There's times that uh, we wish he would have made a little different read. Um, I mentioned this after the game when we were talking. The first interception he threw, he just threw a bad ball. That can be rust,
5: mm-hmm.
6: okay? That's a throw that he's going to hit a lot. Tylen Wallace is pretty much wide open. The guy that intercepted the ball was 10 yards away from him. Uh, his other interception they threw was a, a poor decision he made based on the play we had called, based on the coverage that they gave us on the play we had called. So. Those things he needs to make the adjustment on. But um, in the end, he made enough plays, and some of them when there wasn't a play there. Uh, you know, we had a debatable holding call on, uh, on Wallace there at the end of the game where he rushes in from, what, 15 yards and right. scores a right. touchdown. And that kind of would have, in most cases, that would have been the end. Because with the amount of time left on the clock, been really difficult for them to score, get the ball back, and then score again versus um, have to kick a field goal. Big difference, as you know. Sure, of course. So, so he did okay. So obviously you have a
3: defense that's been playing great. You have a quarterback with limited experience, but he is very athletic and elusive. I don't want to dive too deep into this but to what extent does that allow you to be i don't know if cautious is the word conservative is not the word but but a a bit careful in how you do things offensively knowing that he can do things on the improv he can Mm -hmm. do things in a quarterback run game and you have a defense that's playing really well how do i guess my question is how does that affect the offensive temperament what you're trying to achieve
6: well we, we have to be um smart I guess is the term that you and I are trying to come up with because we're never going to be cautious here right that's why I didn't want to say yeah, that word <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh but we have to be smart based on where we're at um, we still have two offensive linemen that have played in three games in their life for the most part that's uh, two out of five I think's forty percent so forty percent of your offensive lines never played I think that math pretty close yeah and it would be. That's one of the issues we're having. Is we bring them along, so you don't give them too much. Uh, they they try to adjust to the physicality of and the fatigue of being an offensive lineman in this conference in conference play. So we got to be a little careful of overloading them. And then, as Spencer comes along, find a way for him to get the ball to the players that we have, which are enough of them that can score points. We've got enough skill guys that are all over the field and in the backfield that can score points. So that's where we're at right now as a team, and Coach Dunn and our staff has to do a good job of finding that gray area, that right spot that gives us the best chance to have success and minimize mistakes on game day there were a lot of other years where if you were
3: under these circumstances especially with the offensive line as it was and an inexperienced quarterback you probably wouldn't have a very easy feeling each week because you didn't have the defense you have now I mean so that that has to change I, I don't know if comfort is the word but that has to change your comfort each week knowing that hey you know that group can, can win games for us and that's not been true uh, in all of your years here and, and
6: probably not in several of them so that's the management part that becomes my job is uh, unlike what maybe most people think, including my 16-year-old, that <laughs> you don't do anything during the week, you don't coach in practice, you don't do anything on game day, you just stand there. <laughs> the management part of, of our team Monday through Friday and on Saturday, based on who we are as a football team and all the different things you talked about, where we had on special teams, our punter, our field goal kicker, our coverage units, quarterback experience, O-line experience, skill player level, strength of what we can do on both sides of the ball, blitzing, zone coverages, pass rush. Um, that's my job, really, to be able to put all that together and come up with a formula that allows us to make decisions on all the different areas during the game. Do you go for fourth and one? you go for fourth and two? Um, you know, do you uh, – all the different things. That, that's where I have to try to make quality decisions based on who we are, and it varies. So, you know, in 08, 09, um, 10 really, because we were so good in 10 – uh, I think I can't remember ten or eleven. One of those years we started ten and zero.
3: That yeah, was uh, well. You started ten and zero and eleven, and the year before that, I guess seven or 8 no whatever it was. Before yeah, we so lost to Nebraska.
6: In those years, we were a really experienced, physical offensive line. So fourth and short didn't mean anything to me. We'd go for it. Right. And our quarterback under you know Zach was a experienced player. And then when we had that the team that finished in the Fiesta Bowl. Well, you were so good, it doesn't matter. Fourth down didn't matter to you then any. I mean, I don't know how many fourth and three or fours or fives we went for that year, quite a few.
3: Yeah, you didn't have to go for many. You were so good, you didn't get there very often. (laughs) Yeah,
6: so, you know, so that's where you're, that's where you are. You know, we went for a fourth and two Saturday. But we haven't gone for a lot of those just because that's not, we don't have a lot of experience in that position right now. Um, But we did. So, you know, it was interesting with, with Matt's approach, Matt um, Campbell, head coach at Iowa State, uh, he had, gosh, Dave, probably four fourth and three or less, and I think two fourth and ones, and 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 he didn't go for any of them with a three tight end offense, that surprised me a little bit. So. It just proves how far off base you can be when you, you think you have it figured out. Coming into the game, I thought that if they got in fourth and ones and twos, they're going for it unless they're backed up inside their own 40. Mm-hmm. And, and he chose not to. Uh, he punted. And now they, <clears throat> they punted well overall because their punter boomed the ball f- further than he had this year. But they weren't really good on placement punting like we were in this game but for whatever reason you know at some point whenever you know I'm farming and he's doing whatever he does other than coach I'd like to know why he didn't feel like that he could go for those fourth and shorts with the style of offense he had cuz their running backs a good player and they've their offensive line is is good and they got big tight ends so yeah. you're so you're a gap or two short as a defense when you play a team that lines up like they do because of the body mass. So their tight ends are, are big guys, and because they also flex them out, uh, kind of like what we do, you can't just substitute um, defensive linemen, because you might sub guys in and they walk them out. Now, right. you, don't, now you don't have cover down You're guys. Sunk. Yeah. So when you look at body mass, you know they're dealing with 240, 50, 60 pound guys on the edge, and we have safeties and corners that are walking up trying to play on the edge. So you you've already lost from a body mass standpoint there on short yardage.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I guess a lot of respect for your defense, obviously, but and I know their offensive line had really shuffled around. They they lost mm-hmm. their starting left guard that they liked, and they've kind of plugged guys and moved guys around. I mean I mean obviously uh, they have their reasons. I. I don't know if that factored into it or not, but that's it's you're right. It was surprising. I think everybody was a little caught off guard by that sort of staying in that theme of decision making under these circumstances. Do you have to be even more conscientious of momentum? I mean, in other words, making sure as you're you're, as we've learned here, it seems like when your offense is going well and your defense isn't great, at least just from my vantage point as a glorified fan, you feel like, oh, we always got a chance to win. We can outscore him. But if your offense can't score, you might as well just stay in bed because it doesn't feel like you have a snowball's chance and mm-hmm. heck of beating anybody. Right. And your defense is playing well. So that is what they're dealing with going against your defense. So with that in mind, you really have to be more conscientious of, okay, let's kind of gauge the momentum here and what would be the outcomes if we took a chance, whatever.
6: Well, that's all the different things that we just talked about that uh, – um, I'm Coach Herman and myself and Matt and everybody has to take in, I'm guessing they do the same thing I do, take into account. And uh, Coach Saban, somebody sent me a, a clip or a text or something of of, uh, of Coach Saban from Alabama saying that he's finally conceded that in college football you went on offense, not on defense.
3: Really? Mm-hmm.
6: That he had said that after their game uh, a few days ago, either that or it was a falsified text that somebody sent <laughs> to try to make me feel better. But but anyway, he had said that it's, it's just changed so much based on the rules. And um, it, it was interesting. One of the reasons that he gave was because the majority of really good skill players are all playing on offense in high school. So, when they're getting recruited, they're getting recruited on offense, not defense. Mm-hmm. And he'd use the example of a couple receivers that he had. You know, I guess they had, what, three guys drafted in the first two rounds last year? He said, What kind of corner do you think he would have been? You know, like what, what kind of corner would, would Tylen Wallace be? Probably pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Tylen Wallace is a physical football player. For a wideout, sure. Well, I mean, he can do all the other things. He can he can turn his hips. He can flip. He can run. He's got good savvy, and he can take the ball at the highest point. Probably be a pretty good uh, corner. So anyway, the point being is that what you're saying is is correct. It's a little different, but as you as we look across the country with the style of play, and even in the NFL, like last night when I get home and watch the second half of uh, of Cliff with the Cardinals, right. He's integrated his college style of offense with what they do in the NFL, and he's gotten into a mix there. I'm sure what he's comfortable with, he's pretty good at it. They're 5-2 in the toughest division in the NFL is what people tell me. And then if you look at other teams, they're playing with college offenses. And, 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 you know, one of the biggest shockers, if you watch the Raiders, the Raiders are playing – almost college style of offense now and Gruden's there and Gruden's been a under the center grinder you know forever or or so-called west coast but not what they're doing now I just noticed them a while back
3: they make so, me think about you sometimes a few years ago because against Kansas City they just, sl- they just slinged it deep and just hit big play after big play right, after big right. play look like what you yeah. did with Mason
6: and James so every people now are making that adjustment and so, so that answers your question on what's happening. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting because as of now, we're playing a little differently because we've had so much success on defense. Now, we're going to know a lot more in three weeks. Um, we, had a, we had a real challenge last week, and we have a real challenge this week because you have good skill and you have a quarterback that's a runner. He, he's a legitimate runner if he chooses to be a runner. And then they design runs for him, which makes it more difficult. And he's 225 pounds, and he'll compete. So this is a real challenge for our defense. Um, you know, at some point, they're going to probably stub their toe. Uh, I, I hope it, they don't. But, um, you know, it's hard to, to play defense in this league and just be consistent and dominant every weekend. At some point, you know, you, you, you might not have as good a weekend. Well, offensively and special teams better find a way to make up for it because in the end, we got to find a way to win the games.
3: You were talking about rules. Is it safe to say that if this rule were changed, it would have the greatest impact on offense in college football, and it's this one, the three yards downfield rule. In the NFL, linemen can be downfield a yard. In college football, it's three. If they change that rule to the NFL rule of one yard instead of three – how much of an impact on offense would that have?
6: Well, that, that's a huge, that's a, that's a, whatever the average points scored are across the NFL per weekend, there's, I think, 32 teams, right? Mm-hmm. 16 games. Uh, you know, forget open weeks. Let's just say there's 16 games. And if you take the, the, uh, the, 32 offenses and you average their scores together and the nfl could be like what 23 points or something probably yeah probably if they were to implement that it'd be 35 really oh yeah that big a change oh yeah yeah it'd be huge it, it would it would it would take the numbers up double digits in my opinion because uh it's so hard to cover receivers in the nfl anyway and and uh it, it could potentially force defenses to play a lot more man coverage than they are, which, which then means more big plays. So that uh, would be a huge swing, in my opinion.
3: We'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment. It's the Coach Gunny Radio Show from Learfield IMG College.
1: Although the COVID-19 pandemic presented its own set of unique challenges, Bank First employees remain available on-site to meet your individual banking and lending needs. Stillwater's interactive teller machines provide teller service without physical contact, and we're pleased to report that our Payroll Protection Program loans funded payroll checks for more than 3,000 Payne County residents. For 120 years, we have been here when Stillwater needs us. Now and always, Bank First remains loyal to Stillwater and you. Member FDIC Equal Housing lender.
2: Let's check off some of the reasons to stop by Ampride Travel Plaza in Perkins. 24-hour pay-at-the-pump Cinex top-tier gas? Check. Big, clean bathrooms and you don't need a key? Check. Your favorite six-point beers and a good selection of wines? Check. Deli-fresh BLTs, breakfast biscuits and pastries right off the grill burgers and right out of the fryer onion rings, fries, okra, mushrooms, and much more? Check. Lottery tickets and scratchers? Check. All this and more at Ampride Travel Plaza. Check them out in Perkins.
5: Planning to go to college soon? The NOC OSU Gateway Program provides students with a small campus feeling and big campus resources. Students have access to resources like the Colvin Center, the Edmund Lowe Library, Transit Systems, University Housing, Athletics, and more. For more information, stop by 615 North Monroe or visit us at gateway.okstate.edu. We're Northern Oklahoma College, and this is how we do life-changing in cowboy country. Changing. Changing,
3: northern Oklahoma, Girl. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of Cowboy Football. We specialize in custom-printed OSU apparel and merchandise and pride ourselves in giving our cowboy fans the best game day shopping experience in the state. So whether it be a new orange t-shirt or a new ball cap, we have all the gear to get your family game day ready. Come see us at the corner of 3rd and I Block on story Campus Corner and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can shop 24-7 at ChrisUniversitySpirit.com and thanks to all of our loyal and true customers.
1: Season after season, it's a great place to be a fan. But some of us don't want to just watch. We want to be in the game. Mercy's hip replacement teams are nationally recognized for quality, safety, and the expertise you deserve, no matter what team you're on. To learn more about hip replacement, download Mercy's free guide at mercy.net slash cowboys ortho. Visit mercy.net slash cowboys ortho. At Mercy, your life is our life's work.
4: Whether it's showing off your scoring celebration, performing your pregame rituals, or never washing your game day attire, you're committed to your favorite team. But there's a better way to show your commitment. Getting home safely and showing up for the next one is a plan ahead. If you drink during the game, have a ride ready for after the game. And remember, never drink and drive. A message from NDUI and the Oklahoma Highway Safety Office.
3: We continue on the Coach Gundy Radio Show. As we get ready for Texas on Saturday, we'll kick off at 3, and we'll begin our pregame coverage at 1 o'clock. You know, we are sort of talking offensive football a little bit. Would you have imagined, oh, when you first got into coaching, left college, that you would evolve the way you have offensively, that that we would end up in the world of a, of a spread offense, and then all the different things that have sort of come out of that? I mean, would you have ever imagined it going where it's gone offensively? You know, gosh, thirty years ago, would you have oh, ever no, imagined no.
6: that? Well, uh, you know, the Cowboys were were innovative with shotgun. Uh, I think they were the team that yeah. that started it. So they, I'm talking about Dallas. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, in college, the next big uh, move was the uh, the guys that were spreading people out. And snapping it in shotgun and throwing it fifty times a game. Yeah, like Houston, I guess. Well, uh, uh, Valdosta State. Yeah. You can go that far back, and then um, yeah, Houston run and shoot. Run and shoot. Yeah. Yeah, run and shoot was under the center. So you're right. That that came next. Okay, because it used to be Vera and wishbone, and then the shotgun, and then the run and shoot was the spread from under the center. And then somebody figured out why are we under the center? We can direct snap it and the quarterback's already five yards deep and his eyes are downfield, so on and so forth. So then that went in. Then somebody came up with, and I think, I'm, you know, I'm going to be real careful to, of who to give credit for this and who not to, but um, West Virginia back in, gosh, that would have been, the '90s, the late '90s. Yeah, you
3: know, Coach Naellum was there.
6: When when was his last year? Coach Naylan would have been done. Oh, mid 2000s, maybe. Okay. So mid 2000s, they brought in Rich. Rich Rod. Yeah. Okay. Rich, I think, deserves credit for Reed's own. In my opinion. Okay. I don't know, don't really care. He was the one that was running it effectively and using the quarterback. Remember he had those really fast kids? Yes, he did. And they were smoking people's doors for three or four years because nobody could catch him. They were doing it out of split backs. I think he gets a lot of credit for that, in my opinion. Maybe he got it from somebody else. I'm not sure. I just know that when he started doing it, I started paying attention to it, and I thought, wow, that's a pretty good concept because it's basically option football. From the gun. The next thing that happened was um, teams started using uh, bubbles and um, quick screens in the flat off of the zone play. So you had the zone read or throw it out into the flat real quick. Then that caught fire and most teams started using that. The next big movement was um, RPOs, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that we invented those. Um, I'm sure, you did. We, uh, we, we were in the offensive meeting years ago, and we said that uh, we needed to be able to run every play in our system with one word, call Badger, and Badger is a play. Everybody runs up there, and we run it fast and we were having success with the read zone or throw it out in the flat real quick, and then teams started defending that. So we said, well, that's not working any good anymore. Now we need to be able to run a play where receivers don't catch the ball behind the line. They run real pass routes, but we need to run block it. Because if you run block it, then your eye violators, which are your backers and your invert players and safeties, they can't decide whether to hit a gap because they have a gap, or defend the pass. So we said, okay, we're going to run plays where the quarterback's going to read a certain player, and he's either going to hand it off or he's going to throw the ball based on what that guy does down the field. And that's where we started running all those RPOs. I say all those. We started with about two. And then after that year and then the next year, we had, gosh, maybe 10 or 12 different ways to run RPOs. And then our assistants did what I asked them not to do, which is go clinic and tell people what we do. (laughs) And within a year, everybody was doing it. And then two years later, the NFL started peeping into it. They started to do a little bit of it. And then now what would be five years later, I don't know if there's an NFL team that doesn't do it. Yeah. So that's kind of been the transition of, of what's happened over, in my opinion, over the last 30 years in offensive football.
3: Yeah. You should have given those assistant coaches some, some cash instead of, tell you what, I'll pay you to go on vacation, but you'd make it yeah, clinic. I Don't mean, go talk to those people.
6: They can't stand <laughs> it, you know. And, and then, you know, the other thing, the truth of the matter is people watch us on tape and they sure. figure it out. And sure. that's what happened. The NFL, uh, whether they like to admit it or not, they watch college players. They get all the, all the tape and the the coaches like uh um Andy Reed at Kansas City I mean I don't know Andy and I haven't discussed this with him but I'm guessing he watches a lot of college tape and he wa- he writes plays now because the plays that he's running uh, you know I have seen those run in college 6-8 years ago yeah and, and, and you know and he's got the recruiting for that right you took they took Pat Mahomes they took Tyreek they take guys that fit that system and they start running the same kind of concepts and and it and it's just gotten scattered all over the country.
3: It's interesting is as, as you walked through sort of that evolving nature of offensive football at the collegiate level, what stood out to me was really everything you described is basically option in one way, shape, or form. We go all the way sure. back to Don Faroe at the University of Missouri in the 40s when he watched basketball and said, I got to figure out how to get a two-on-one in football, just like you see in basketball. It all goes back. It's it's option football, is it not? I mean, it's just different ways to apply the same thought.
6: It is. It's it's the, uh, you know, spread the floor in, in one-on-one in basketball or the give-and-go, the two-man game in basketball. It's the same thing in football. And so... Football is a game that's won by leverage and angles in, in every phase, offense, defense, or special teams. So, you know, even special teams, people say, well, what are, you, what are you talking about? Well, if I'm a coverage guy, I've got to cut the guy off that's blocking me and I've got to put him on my back to get to the ball carrier so he's in a clip zone. And then if I'm trying to block a guy, I have to play basketball with him. I've got to get between him and the ball carrier, just like you do the guy with the basketball and the goal. I got to stay in between those two guys. So that's angles. Offensive football, um, unless you're really, really good, you have to find ways to create an angle where you can block down or get two on one, come off late. Um, Create leverage and angles so you can be advantageous in rushing the football. And defensively, you have to do the opposite. you got to try to get in formations and structures to where you don't get blocked down on and you don't get double teamed at the point of attack where it becomes a one-on-one game to where you can lock a guy out in a gap, shed a blocker, and then go make a play. Yeah. So it goes all the way back to I think Vince Lombardi was – man, this is a game of blocking and tackling – and it's also a game of leverage and angles. And I know that was said by Bear Bryant. Because Coach Thurman, who's one of our analysts here that's been coaching for 45 years, gave it to me on a little index card about three years ago or two years ago. And I keep it on. He said that football is blocking and tackling and is a game of leverage and angles. And it, it whether you're in spread or wishbone, it's, it's dead on. That's what football is.
3: So with the changes, does that change at all I don't know that I want to say the physicality of the game, but does it change at all the the type of player that is effective now compared to 20 years ago? Or or because it's all the things you just described, it doesn't really matter. It's still
6: the same. Does it change? It shouldn't, but it has. If you're not careful, we went through a little bit of this after the year that we ended up um, third in the country. We were so good on the perimeter and we were so good in the backfield and our quarterback was so good and, and really our offensive line that we could do just about whatever we wanted. And so you lose a little bit of pers- perspective on fundamentals, blocking. And we rolled over into the next year. And we obviously weren't as good because we lost a lot of really good football players. And we almost got to a point where we were what I call soft. So we really had to work hard to get back to being a physical football team, whether we were in spread or whether we were in two tight ends. And you can do that. That that's that's your that's coaching. That that's that's my responsibility. That's coordinator responsibility. That's offense line coach responsibility. That's the defense coordinator responsibility and defense line coaches, linebacker coaches. No matter what the sets are, you can't allow them to become soft. If you become a soft football team, in my opinion, everybody's got their own opinion. In my opinion, if you're a soft football team, you're in trouble. And I don't care what you do, offensively or defensively. So we got caught in that trap a little bit until we figured out the reason we were soft was because we started spreading out a lot. And then if you don't watch it, you don't you do not do a lot of run, run blocking, drill work, and run – um, defend, run, um, D-line and O-line stuff in practice because that's not what you do a lot. So, if your if your plays are limited, if you say, okay, we have three running schemes instead of seven running schemes, we don't need to work them as much. Then you're getting that percentage less of plays, and so you end up soft. Interesting. If you're not careful, that's what happened. To, that that's what happened to us. And now we were fortunate that we overcame it quickly, still won a bunch of games over those years. But now we try not to be soft on either side of the ball, no matter what style of play that we have.
3: So now probably before you go down any path, as far as changes are concerned, having gone through that and learned that lesson, now you're probably thinking about, okay, what are the unexpected side effects of this? Because now you've been through it and you probably had no idea that would be a side effect, but it was.
6: Well, in, in the numbers game, Dave, um, we talk about it all the time in sports, it's it's a numbers game. And so we have a set number of reps in the spring practices and in August practices and then during the season practices that we're going to rush the football against the defense and that we're going to rush the football against the scout team or defend the rush against the scout team. And that, that doesn't change anymore. I don't care what we do. Uh what style of play we have and so that's what we've done here to counter that to to make sure that we never get in a situation where we become a soft football team
3: we'll take a break come back with more after this it's the mike gundy radio show from learfield img college a little bit of sweet and a
4: whole lot of heat. Brahms new Sweet and Spicy Gouda Burger is packed with mouthwatering flavor. We start with a fresh-baked artisan multigrain bun, top it with a sizzly burger patty and bacon, add a little mayo, and then throw on the heat with apple habanero barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, and we can't forget the smoked gouda cheese melted to perfection. Brom's Sweet and Spicy Gouda Burger, available for a limited time at Brom's
1: behind the goalie's net or in front of the set. There's nothing like watching the action on the ice, but some of us want to be in the game too. Mercy's knee replacement teams are nationally recognized for quality, safety, and the expertise you deserve, no matter what team you're on. To learn more about knee replacement, download Mercy's free guide at mercy.net slash OSU guide. Visit mercy.net slash OSU guide. At Mercy, your life is our life's work.
0: At Steel, we're
4: proud that much of our legendary gasoline-powered outdoor equipment, from trimmers to chainsaws, is built right here in America. Working as hard as you do to get the job done. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Pick up at over 9,000 local steel dealers. Real steel. Find
5: yours at steeldealers.com. The majority of steel gasoline power units sold in the United States are built in the United States from domestic and foreign parts and components. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies.
4: He bounces outside. No one's going to catch him. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Touch. Throws downfield, the ball is tipped, it's intercepted! He's gonna score! He's scrambling, man open in the end zone, it's a leaping one-hand grab, he got it! Touchdown! Keep the excitement of game day going in a Nissan. With game-changing tech, every drive is guaranteed to get your adrenaline pumping. Get to Nissan, proud partner of the OSU Cowboys. Nissan Calling all Cowboy fans. Right now, receive $150 when you open a new MidFirst Bank Live Free checking account. Also, register your MidFirst debit or credit card for a chance to win the ultimate watch party set with everything you need to host your own OSU football game watch party. Plus, $250. Head to MidFirst.com Live250 for more details. Offer ends December 31st. No purchase necessary.
5: MidFirst Bank. True to your money. Member FDIC.
0: We're
5: saving the time at Homeland. Oklahoma is full of cowboy fans who love to come together for great food and great times. Whether your party is centered around the TV or a tailgate, Homeland is proud to be a part of OSU's winning tradition. As the official grocery partner of OSU football, Homeland offers party trays, hot foods, and all the chips and drinks to make your game day one to remember. Homeland is the perfect pre-game partner. Go Pokes. Good to be home.
3: We continue on the Coach Gundy Radio Show tonight. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us and join our conversation about Cowboy football with OSU head coach Mike Gundy. Let's, let's talk Texas. Just some first takes on Texas from you.
6: Oh, traditional Texas. Yeah, I mean, number of uh, four, five-star recruits that, that they get. They, they're, they're always big. They're always going to look the part. They can run. They've got skill. Everybody knows about Ellinger. He's, what you and I talked about earlier, seems like we've played him like 10 times. And um, he's got the demeanor. I'm an outsider looking in. I don't know. But he's got the demeanor you look for in a quarterback. He he stays pretty composed. He competes. He's 220 pounds. He's, he's a tough guy. He likes to play football. He's not scared to run. It's always difficult when you compete against a young man like that. Um, defensively, little new this year, um, a four two five look. you know the last few years we've played them. they, they were played us mainly in a three down. so it's a little bit different this year. Um, but other than that you know it's what people would think from Texas when they come in here. so we'll have to have a really good week of practice, good plans on both sides of the ball, be as simple as possible, not get out of our box good on special teams, make good decisions from a penalty standpoint, and and then it comes down to uh, turnovers. You know, turnovers yeah. and, and uh, limit big plays and, and find a way to make a few big plays on offense.
2: You were
3: talking about their defense. For some period of time, they were pretty exotic in that they, they mm-hmm. did a lot of different things. Is that still the case?
6: Not really. Um, they're a little more Base, for lack of a better term, than what they have been over the last few years. Uh, exotic would, was a good term for them. More of the of the four-two-five concept, and you know, playing some quarters and press quarters, and they'll roll to three. Uh, they'll blitz you, but uh, less exotic than what they have been. That is correct.
3: Offensively, Mike Yurcich is now their offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, and he was your offensive coordinator for several years. What's been his impact on what they're doing offensively?
6: Uh, it looks like that they've kind of integrated his philosophy and what uh, I'm guessing was what Coach Herman wants to run, uh, particularly in the last game, more 12 personnel, more purely designed quarterback runs, power, power RPO concepts that they've had there. For, uh, for a number of years for Ellinger. So I'm seeing, um, you know, looks to be 70% of what people would think of Yursich's offense and then 30%, uh, you know, of what was existing that they wanted to implement into the system, my guess, from an outsider looking in. So
3: any advantage or disadvantage one way or the other when, you know, he's, it's pretty recent, obviously – uh, he's only been gone a couple of years. Is there any any advantage one way or the other? Well, he
6: knows a lot more about us than we know about them. That's for sure. Yeah. He knows uh, he knows our personnel. He knows uh, he knows Coach Knowles. He knows Coach Dunn. He knows um, he recruited Spencer Sanders. And say he recruited a lot of the guys that were with, are with, yeah. with him for a year and Chuba and Wallace and Jelani and go right on down the list. Tevin and and. Uh, Cam and Amon and uh, Rodarius and Malcolm and Tyler Lacey and he knows all of them. So uh, it's an advantage for him compared to us because from a personnel standpoint, he knows all those people on our team, all those players.
3: Do you have to be careful that you don't pay too much attention to that so you don't get out of your box? I mean, you know, this is probably. I know you're probably thinking, well, maybe we need to change this or that, but.
6: There's some adjustments we've we have to make, um, and then we are cautious about making too many of them because then you actually outsmart yourself. Sure, but we've gone through this. I mean, that's one of the issues we've had here, Dave. Is that you know it was uh, it was it was. Uh, Meacham that left and went and coached in this league. It was Dana that left and went and coached in this league. It was Wickline that left and went and coached in this league. And then we've had a number of other guys, young guys, that have gone in their places in this league. So we've had to make adjustments. You know, Kansas was full of them. Iowa State's got them. TCU's got them. West Virginia's got them. OU's got them. Uh, Baylor's got them. Texas has got them. Uh. Texas Tech might be the only school in this league that doesn't have somebody that's been here pr- fairly recent for the yeah. most part. So we're, we're used to it. Um, you know, and then we had players. We've had players that transferred in this league. we got a guy at OU now that played here last year. Right. Kolar was up at Iowa State. Uh, so we've had to adjust and make decisions based on familiarity with our team uh, and then also try not to do so much that we can't get lined up ourselves.
3: Yeah, I guess in in some ways you're glad your people are in demand, but it's uh, and a lot of your guys have gone on to be head coaches.
6: Sure. Well, there's a somebody in our media, Orange Power Studios has a coaching tree that we have that um, that has started here with me since my first year. I mean, obviously I'm in my 16th year now. We've had you know head coaches would have been would have been Fedora. Um, would have been Munkin, would have been Dana, would have been Beckman. That's four. Yes.
5: Um,
6: And I don't know if there's been another one. I guess I should, but I know that's four head coaches that have come here, but the real interesting part, Dave, and I don't know if if I should admit this on air, but (laughs) I'm okay with it. We have had so many young coaches here that come in at age 22 and 23 that are with me for two, three, four years, some of them even longer than that, and they leave to go take a job. They get a starter job somewhere. Like like J.W. Walsh is is at Abilene Christian. It's just a matter of time that he's going to be somewhere else. Right. And then all of a sudden I'll be at home watching a game on Saturday night before I go to bed because we played earlier or – Somebody on a Thursday night, they'll pan the sidelines. And I'm like, dang, that, I didn't even know he coached for Cincinnati right now. Now he's a D-line coach at Cincinnati. I, I can't keep up with all of them. Right. I think they said there's 75 of them. Wow. 75 total number of, of coaches, um, head coaches, assistants, GAs, uh, young coaches, quality controls, uh, guys that have scattered out that are coaching now. In some form or fashion, um, with even a few of them that are in administration in the NFL, guys that have left here and that, you know, maybe a a scout or a director of scouting for, you know, the Dolphins or something like that. So I think they said it was 77 a year ago. I, I could be wrong, but I see it all the time. I mean, I'm like... I didn't even know he was coaching there, you know, <laughs> uh, but but that's pretty cool that uh, that we're able to because we hire a lot of young guys like that. You you do some intern stuff. You've had young guys work oh, with you, and it's cool to see them be able to go get a real oh, job. And. Um, um, it's hard to keep up with all of them because if we all work at the same time but, but at least you know that you're being resourceful and giving young guys a chance to go out there and get a real job. Yeah, very
3: impressive very impressive indeed. We'll take a break come back with more in a moment. It's the Coach Gundy Radio Show from Learfield IMG College Today singing can help you remember things so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times
2: Number one, make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Two, virtual
3: playdates. Social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three, tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council.
1: Visit
2: adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
5: Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
3: Well, Coach, we're out of time. We appreciate the visit. It was uh, great to catch up. Good luck this weekend. Okay, thank you all. That's Cowboy Head Coach Mike Gundy, and we will wrap things up after these messages. This is the Mike Gundy Radio Show from Learfield IMG College. you go your health care is connected to you so it's important to choose the right health insurance provider whether you need coverage for your family or just yourself we've got you covered when you choose blue cross and blue shield of oklahoma you can focus on what really matters in life go with blue blue cross and blue shield of oklahoma is a division of Healthcare service corporation mutual legal reserve company and independent licensee of the blue cross and blue shield association
5: Oklahoma is full of Cowboy fans who love to come together for great food and great times. Whether your party is centered around the TV or a tailgate, Homeland is proud to be a part of OSU's winning tradition. As the official grocery partner of OSU football, Homeland offers party trays, hot foods, and all the chips and drinks to make your game day one to remember. Homeland is the perfect pregame partner. Go Pokes! Good to be home.
1: do you know that a prescription is not required to shop at charlie's discount drug we have an ever-growing gift selection including gifts for him her and the kids we also have a wide variety of popping candy there's no prescription required to shop at charlie's discount drug 723 south walnut in stillwater
4: charlie
3: Wrapping things up on the Coach Gundy Radio Show on this Monday. Again, our plans for Saturday. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff. We'll be on the air at 1 o'clock with pregame coverage. And we also know that the Kansas State game will be played during the day. We don't know exactly what time. It'll either be at 11 a.m. a week from Saturday in Manhattan, Kansas, against Kansas State, or at 3 o'clock a week from Saturday afternoon against K-State in Manhattan. So uh, that'll be the plan for that. And we'll let you know once that time is confirmed, and that will happen this weekend. In the meantime, Texas Longhorns coming to Boone Pickett Stadium to take on the Cowboys. Again, we'll start things up at one kickoff set for 3 o'clock. A very important game, another big home game for Oklahoma State as the Cowboys try to keep their perfect record intact in pursuit of all things at this point as far as the college football table is concerned. Thanks for listening, and we'll visit with you on Saturday. For Coach Gundy, I'm Dave Huntsiker, and this has been the Mike Gundy Radio Show from Learfield IMG College.
4: Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, The Mike Gundy Show has been brought to you by og e We energize life. Homeland Grocery, your cowboy football watch party supply headquarters. Official grocery partner of OSU football. Charlie's Discount Drug, where discount is our middle name. Located at 723 South Walnut in Stillwater. And by MidFirst Bank, your home for the OSU Visa debit card and the OSU Visa credit card, true to your money. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Cowboys Sports Network.
1: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack.